Hey everybody, thanks for listening to The Buckeye Bro Show. You can catch us every Thursday at 8 p.m. on the Score On Air Network Facebook page. On this episode of The Buckeye Bro Show, we talk about Kerry Coombs being the sole defensive coordinator. We also get into some Ohio State recruiting. We talk some OSU basketball the last couple games that happened. And we finish it off by talking about the long-awaited return of the NCAA football video game. And of course, give you some Wolverine whiffs, some Keen's Ransom, and some Hot Wheels hot takes in between. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Buckeye Bro Show. This is a show where we talk about Buckeye football, Buckeye basketball, and Buckeye things, and other sports and teams as we see fit. I'm your host, Alex Bryan, a.k.a. Keen Buckeye. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, with the most, my Buckeye bro, Hot Wheels Travis Snapper. What's up, Travis? What's up, everybody? What's up, bros? What's up, bros? And broettes. Happy bro T, bro Thursday to all of you. I promise this will not be a voice I use throughout the entire show. We got a great show for you tonight here, folks. Uh, first and foremost, we are going to talk about Kerry Coombs uh, being announced as the sole DC and uh, the promotions from within that happened to give you our thoughts on that. Uh, we're also going to talk a little Buckeye football recruiting uh, for the first time on this show and talk about a couple, uh, a few of the players that are kind of on the radar and where one of them went and what it means for Ohio State. Uh, then we'll give you Keenan's Ransom as always. Uh, Then we'll talk about some Buckeye basketball. Obviously, we have one game to recap, and the other one's probably still going to be in uh, progress while we're on the show, so we'll dive into that too. Uh, Then, of course, Hot Wheels Hot Takes. And then, finally, we'll talk a little bit about the most exciting thing to probably ever happen in the the last seven years or so. NCAA football is returning. Oh my god! Oh my god! Ah, couldn't be more amped to talk about that. So uh, we'll get to that and a uh, little Wolverine whiffs to uh, wrap it up there. Uh, let, yeah, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Oh, of course. Okay. So first thing on the docket, Kerry Coombs. He got announced as the sole defensive coordinator for next season. Something we, we talked a little bit about this on the show, I believe a couple weeks ago. And um, mm-hmm. we thought, oh, this guy could be a replacement for Greg Madison. This guy could be a replacement for Greg Madison. They just said, hey, screw it. We're going with one DC, and it's going to be Kerry Coombs. And they decided to promote from within. So now one Matt Barnes uh, was promoted from special teams coordinator to defensive backs coach. Very interesting. And a par- one Parker Fleming was promoted from quality control coach to special teams coordinator. Uh, I don't know who's going to fill the quality control uh, position. I'm assuming somebody below even Parker Fleming. I'll do uh, it. Me? Me too. I mean, <laughs> we'll take the job. We can be co-quality <laughs> control coaches. How does that sound? I think that sounds great. I mean, I don't know how much control I have, but <laughs> I'll make it worth everybody's quality. Right. I mean, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Um, yeah, I don't know who's going to take that position, but it was very it was very interesting to see that they decided to just promote from within, go down to one defensive coordinator. We haven't done that since 
2017, I believe. Um, so, Travis, uh, what are your thoughts on this move? Uh, my thoughts are I kind of expected it. Uh, we talked about this, as you said, a couple weeks ago, as you did last week, the week before, and the thought was we had named off some names that were in-house that we thought were going to maybe take the spot. Um, I will say I'm a little shocked that they decided to just give full control over to Kerry Coombs. But I also think that for the moment, I think it's the right decision. I know a lot of people are not pleased with this. And believe me, I've seen and read all the comments from Ohio State Buckeye fans. And I understand it to a degree. You're well within your right to be a little upset and be a little bit hesitant to want to give full control over to Kerry Coombs. The defense did not look good last year. But as you and I have pointed out numerous times on this show, we are living in a pandemic year. They had no offseason. They had very little depth in the secondary. There are so many factors that played into that defense being as bad as it was that I think a lot of people overlook. And... I think you have to give Kerry Coombs the benefit of the doubt. We've seen what he can do with recru- do with recruiting. I think he's an incredible coach on top of that. Now it's his time to prove that. And I think this is good for them. They got to they got at least give him one year to prove it. This is his year to prove it. And what better way to do that than to hand full control, hand the keys over to the Corvette and say, hey, you know what? We're going to give you another chance. We think that you actually can coach this defense up to be a great Ohio State defense. Prove it. Kerry Coombs has got to prove it. And if he doesn't, he'll get demoted. Is he going to get fired? No, because Ohio State hopefully is not that dumb to let him go again. But if he doesn't perform, I do want to see him get demoted. But I think he deserves the one last shot. I agree. Um Definitely, this wasn't something I foresaw personally. Um, I figured we'd try to get somebody to be a co-defensive coordinator along with him. That's kind of just been the trend. Um, We've only had that one year in 2017 where we had just Shiano and that was it. Um, And that year we actually had a top 10 defense, though it didn't show in the Iowa game, obviously. Um but it's a very interesting choice, and I agree. Uh, this is the perfect time for him to really just show, hey, you know, last year we didn't have a lot of time to prep for this, and now this is my time to make it happen. And I think he has the capability, and I think with now depth coming into that, you know, obviously the secondary position, um, so that'll be great for Matt Barnes. Obviously, with that depth coming in, and we're getting some even better guys on the defensive line coming in as well. Uh, hopefully, a JTT in April. <laughs> um, and maybe some linebacker recruits, which we'll get into in a little bit here. Um, you know, just getting some of those guys in could immensely help, you know, this Buckeye defense next year. And I don't expect it to be as bad as it was. And. You know, obviously, if one Sean Wade were to have had a full off season and had a spring game and stuff like that to better learn the position of an outside corner, 
he probably doesn't have as bad as a year and his draft stock doesn't probably get shot like you're playing duck hunt, you know, having the dog, having the dog laugh at you, you know, um, <laughs> that dog always laughs right, at he me. always laughs at me too. It, it's, it's hurtful every single time. Um, but you know, I, I think that would have definitely changed a lot of things. So and like we said on the show before, I'm, I'm definitely willing to give him another shot. Uh, and obviously it'll be a full year. You'll have full prep. Yeah, there's still some COVID things going on right now, which suck. But, you know, with more vaccines coming in and more people get vaccinated, hopefully by the time fall ball comes around, um, a lot of things will be more back to normal than they have been since before last March. So I, I'm, I'm interested to see see this. I was hoping we would go and try to steal Freeman from uh, Notre Dame. Didn't even make the attempt. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, I, I am interested to see, and I am interested, you know, I am willing to give him that shot because, I mean, he's he's such a great recruiter, such a great coach. The, the guys really buy into him and his energy. Um, obviously, I hope the scheme changes a lot, um, especially when we're going to have more athletic linebackers now. Pray to God, hopefully. Um and, I, and I'll get into something interesting when it comes to those linebackers in a bit. But, you know, hopefully with more athletic linebackers, defensive line, having more heavy hitters in there, uh, this go around, you know, getting Haskell Garrett back and guys like him back. Um, you know, I just – I foresee better days ahead of us on defense, and we're going to need it because we don't know how the quarterback's going to perform, whoever that may be. Hopefully great. Uh, I don't know how you could really screw that up, but, you know, I mean, we've had guys like Joe Bowserman screwed up before and one take. Hopefully no four, hopefully no four linebackers. Right. And yeah. Oh, Oh, don't even remind me. That was painful. That was painful. That was, I'm like, literally our, our weakest, one of our weakest areas, our slowest areas. And you're just going to put four of them out there. Good luck. Good luck. You still couldn't stop Devontae. You couldn't cover a freaking twin-size bed out there <laughs> the whole game. Even when he was out, like, I still, I'm still not over that. It's not even been a month. Right. I'm still not over that. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with it. It's, it's an interesting choice, and I like the mindset behind it. Like, let's groom the guys below Coombs and – you know, promote from within and get those guys some experience. And it could work out. Who knows? And, I mean, if it doesn't, well, then you just go hire somebody in and fix it then. I mean. And one thing I think that is possibly an issue, and I'm not sure. I've not seen too many articles about it, but I do wonder about it. I wonder if interviewing is an issue this year because it is still a COVID year. Um, maybe this to them was the, not only the smarter decision for the time, but the safer decision given everything that's been going on. And maybe there was just times where they could not get anybody to actually sit down and have an interview with them because of COVID. I mean, there's always Skype and everything. So I guess that's not exactly an excuse but 
I'm curious if that played a part into it. I am too. Um, that's something I briefly thought about, and I was like, okay, well, I mean, maybe guys weren't able to, you know, I mean, you have Zoom, I guess, but, you know, it's not really, you don't get the same feel from that, in my opinion, but, you know, uh, I'm sure that had something to do with it, um, and I'm sure we did make some calls, and maybe, you know, Freeman was definitely stuck on going to Notre Dame, and maybe... Corey Raymond from LSU just said, nah, no thanks. You know, I'm, I'm really committed to LSU and being, you know, a one hit wonder ever so often. I'm, I'm really into that. So I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure stuff like that was probably said, but it, it is, it is just an interesting thing. I, I, I obviously was hoping for Freeman to steal him away, but Hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, but it, this is really the perfect opportunity for this guy and Kerry Coombs to really show what he can do as the sole guy. And, you know, we'll go from there. I mean, we have no choice, right? So just interested. Unfortunately. Yeah, just interested to see how it goes for sure. All right. Let's talk about some recruiting stuff. Okay. So on Wednesday, so yesterday, I believe, uh, one Rajon Davis, who was committed to LSU and then decommitted because LSU is a dumpster fire now. Um, even though LSU is uh, Travis's contender for next year, <coughs> one of them, not there, not the whole, just one. I'm gonna pro- I'm probably gonna end up eating my words on that. I really hope I don't because I like making fun of LSU fans for being one hit wonders, but we'll see. I mean, I do too, but I really don't want you to be able to rub it in my face. The <laughs> I'll play that here. clip over and over and over. <laughs> oh, <sighs> my God. No, but one rage on Davis, uh, he decommitted from LSU. He was up for grabs. He visited Columbus, loved it. Parents loved it. Looked like he was trending 100% towards Ohio State. They said, we're going to visit again, and they didn't, and he commits to USC. Um. So what does this mean for OSU, you might ask? Well, there's still one linebacker, uh, recruit, or not recruit, he played for tennis, a transfer now, uh, one Henry, and the last name I still don't know how to pronounce, I'm going to just run with it, Tao, Tao-O, Tao-O, or To'o, To'o. It, it's, it's a very Hawaiian last name. So this is a guy that we actually had, we have as a priority over Davis anyway. So, yes, losing out on a chance on Davis sucks, but the one we really want is this Tennessee transfer and Henry Toa-Toa. So, uh, what were your thoughts on the Davis not coming to us, going to USC, and what do you think about the whole trying to go for this Tennessee transfer? I was a little shocked the fact that they could not uh, locked down the, the Davis pick. Um, but at the same time, I've heard a lot of people talk about it over the course of today and, you know, last night. And from the sounds of it, a lot of him not getting a full, um, a full sit down or a full, like, he didn't get the full tour. Right. From the sounds right. of it. 
He just he got to meet with a couple people, got to take a little walk around the city, little walk around the campus, but he didn't get the full actual visit. Um, and a lot of people were speculating that that was partially why this kind of fell out of Ohio State's hands because if he had gotten that full actual sit down, we probably would have landed him. Um, but like you said, there are still a couple people that are waiting in the wings that we can still pick up. Um, there is the JT. Um, I'm probably going to butcher his name too. To to Malau. To Malau, I believe it is. To Malau. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously not a linebacker, but still a a quality player for this defense that I think could potentially make up for that. So, I wouldn't mind them going after the transfer, but you know, at the, at the end of the day, you ride with who you got. They obviously couldn't get it done, but I still think that this class is so loaded that it's really, really not going to matter. Um, like, we, like we talked about with Kerry Coombs, he is able to recruit some amazing guys, especially when it comes to linebackers and that secondary. So, I, you know, I'm not worried. It sucks, but I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. I still think this defense is going to look spectacular compared to what it looked like this year or last year. Um, so I I really do think it boiled down to the fact that he just didn't get a full a full visit. I agree. I think I, I and there's part of me that kind of wants to say that maybe we had our change yanked a little bit about it. I, I don't want to completely commit to that, but it just feels like kind of in a sense we were maybe duped a little bit and that maybe he wanted to just commit to USC the whole time. But I've also seen that he, you know, maybe the parents got a little involved and thought about it a little bit and said, we'd rather you be closer to home. And that can yeah. play a huge factor. Um well, especially this year. Right, especially this year. And also, I mean, I don't know if anybody knows this, but USC is kind of raking in some talent right now. Um, they might become an, a legit contender in the years to come. I, I've had a lot of USC fans tell me they want Clay Helton fired. And I'm like, uh, hey, he just landed you Corey Foreman, the, like one of the top players in this upcoming class. He landed you... Uh, Domani Jackson, one of the top recruits in the 2022 class, and he just landed you Rajon Davis. I'm like, you guys are getting you, – you guys just got three huge defensive recruits, and they're all coming to you now. So it, USC could end up being a hot spot, and that could have been alluring to him. Now, granted, Rajon would have played probably right away. Um, that's the one – position on defense where right now it's wide open for anybody so whoever if we were to get somebody off a transfer or another linebacker recruit hey guess what you have a really good shot at playing because we are fresh out of experienced linebackers really and this is your time uh which is why it's pretty imperative to go for that uh henry toao toao because he's a very athletic guy um, I've seen limited film on him thus far. I got to check more out, 
But if we get a guy like him in our linebacking core next year, I'm not nearly as worried about their production next year. I think right. he would be huge for this defense. Um, and obviously the secondary is something I'm very worried about, but linebackers are right up there with it because, you know, though I'm happy to see Borland go and Werner go, um, it's still like, well, who's going to step up now? How's it going to look? Uh, because Rajon Davis, I heard rumors that one of the things that was said, and it might it might actually be true because he did do a live video, but I didn't get to see the live video. One of the things he said was, I wanted to go somewhere where I'd get developed. And that's like a arrow right to Ohio State. Like, hey, I'm not going to go there because I saw Tough Borland and Pete Warner and Baron Browning and all them didn't get developed. So I'm going to go to USC to go get developed. Like, like, ow, that's not good. We we gotta switch. We gotta switch that narrative quick. If that if he said that, and that might be how other recruits are thinking, we gotta switch that narrative quick. We gotta get back to mid two thousands minimum Ohio State linebacker cores. Okay, like Laurinaitis, AJ Hawk, that kind of spiel, which we do anyway. But even more so now, if recruits are seeing the linebackers that way. That's not cool. That's not cool. No. And, you know, and it's very true. I mean, you look at the last couple of big stars that came out of Ohio State, for the most part, it's been the defensive line. Oh, yeah. It hasn't been really that linebacking core. It's been either the secondary or it's been the defensive end. Um, but I think you can also equate some of that to the fact that Kerry Coombs was not here. Uh, and so now I think you are going to get – and even if he doesn't pan out as, you know – sole defensive coordinator, I think you are going to see some improvement in the development of linebackers now with him back. I do too. Um, and Al Washington's a great coach. So I'm not, I'm yep. not super worried from that front. Um, and like, like we said, definitely going to have a lot more athletic linebackers if we just go with what we have. Um, and we, we already went through guys we think could end up being starters. Um, and I'm way more confident in them than I have been in the past, like, two or three years with linebacking court. Um, I still have bad visions of Tough Borland trying to run after Devontae Smith in my head. Um, it won't go away. Uh, no. So hopefully we avoid that in the future. I mean, it, even if we get, uh, you know, like Josh Perry-type linebackers or Darren Lee-type linebackers, perfect. That's all I can ask for, guys like that. Give me guys like that. And I think that Henry would be one of those types of guys, which is why I really hope we can sway him uh, to come our way. And one, and one more guy we I want to talk about, Elias Ricks. Uh, what was pretty booming and, like, sounded like he was going to leave LSU. Now, all of a sudden, it's uh, gone all quiet. Apparently, he was working out with LSU, and things have gotten a little quiet. Uh, you thinking we might have a shot still, or... I think there is still a shot. I, I find it hard to believe that all that news would come out that he's going to go to the portal and then he just up and changes his mind. But um, weirder things have happened. I think if he does go into the portal, 
I do think we have probably one of the best shots to grab him. If he doesn't, yeah, let him live. We'll see what happens. I think, like we've been talking about, this team still has plenty of depth and plenty of talent that it didn't necessarily have this year to make up the difference and show that it is actually a pretty good defense. And maybe it was just the year. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think there's still a shot. Obviously, it's not looking as good as it was like a week or so ago, which stinks. Um, but I, I, I'm not completely sold that the silence means that he's not going to still go into the portal. He's probably just doing workouts while he's there right now. And whenever he makes his decision, it'll be known. Um, I really hope he does enter the portal, though, because we really need him. <laughs> we really need him. If he comes here, oh, man, he's an instant starter. We got a lockdown corner. That's so much less to worry about going into the next season. Like, I'll put my odds of us winning a natty next year from, like, here to here at that point. It's just, it couldn't go any better. If we get Ricks and Henry, done. Awesome. Perfect. Couldn't ask for any more. So, so 11 Warriors is looking like they're pointing out the fact that LSU is going to potentially still retain the positional coach. Which is huge. Which is which is the reason they believe is going to keep him at LSU. Which is huge. Yeah, if we had hired Corey Raymond, he'd be he'd be already in Columbus right now. That's yeah, that that's the big so. stick here. Um and obviously now with Kerry Coombs not being really involved in secondary and Matt Barnes being D B coach, it's like, well, Corey Raymond, Matt Barnes, you know, Corey Raymond. Um so I that that could be a huge thing too. Uh it really just comes down to for me, does he want to be virtually guaranteed high success? Or does he want to stay where it could be mediocre his entire career or above average? Because, I mean, LSU LSU could prove me wrong. They could be great next year. But there's always that chance that they're going to get steamrolled by Bama, be 9-3, and three, and play for absolutely nothing. Does he want that? Either way, either school will develop him into a top defensive back in the NFL draft. Both have great track, yeah. track records of that. But does he want to play play for something, or does he want to just play for play for whatever? I mean, play for winning games by shoes being thrown. Is that what he wants? <laughs> you know, just throw the shoe, right? Throw the shoe. All right, folks, we're going to go to break here. Uh, when we get back, I got Keen's Ransom for you. Only have one game on the docket this week, unfortunately. But, Only one. yeah, we'll make it. It's the one game. Uh, <laughs> don't have to uh, really point out what game that might be. Um, no, of course and not. And then we'll get into some Buckeye basketball. Sound good? Oh, it sounds great. Okay, we will be back on the Buckeye Bro Show. This is the Buckeye Bro Show on Score On Air Network. In sports, you want to have a player that can get the job done right every time. A real all-star, somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the theater. From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices, conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, 
to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well. The theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all-around player. That is an all-star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327 or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. And don't forget, amplify your personality with the theater. Have you always dreamed about a career in sports broadcasting but aren't sure where to begin? Well, if so, then look no further than the Sports Emphasis Program at the Ohio Media School. Whether in front of the camera, on the microphone, or behind the scenes, you'll learn from a pro to be a pro in the Sports Emphasis Program at the Ohio Media School. You'll get hands-on training and live in-the-field experience at some of Ohio's biggest sporting events. You'll be the star of your very own webcast, and you'll get the opportunity to interview some of Ohio's biggest athletes. Call us today at 614-655-5250 or visit our website at beonair.com. you have design ideas for t-shirts but you're not sure where to go, go to Mojo Sports Gear. That's right, Mojo Sports Gear. At Mojo Sports Gear, you can get custom-made shirts. Whatever design you need, Mojo Sports Gear can provide it. Don't forget to grab a custom-made cap on your way out and rock the best headgear in the game. Give them a call at 614-864-6656. At 614-864-6656. All right, Travis, you ready for some Keen's Ransom? Why, yes, sir. I am, your highness. Here we go. And now it's time for the King's Ransom with your royal host, Sir King Bagai. All right, folks. Let's see. King's Ransom for the week. The only game I have on the docket because basketball games like to not have odds uh, more than like two days in advance, unfortunately. So the only game I got on the docket is the game of games, uh, the Super Bowl. The Sunday, uh, Grant, Grandpa Brady against the potential future GOAT, uh, Kansas City versus Tampa Bay. Kansas City. Grandpa Brady versus grandson <laughs> Mahomes. Oh, uh, I don't even want to make them related. That'll make me hate Mahomes. Um, <laughs> KC is currently a three-point favorite, and the over-under is at 56 points. Travis, I'll get your thoughts first. Uh, what are you thinking on that? Uh, what were the numbers again? KC, a three-point favorite, and the over-under at 56. I definitely think that KC is probably the pick I'm going to go with. Um, This is going to sound probably ridiculous, but I think that's a little low. I really do think that Kansas City is going to win by two scores. Um, Now, it may not be two touchdowns but i do think they're at least going to win by like a 10 point maybe 14 point uh swing so i think you definitely want to take the over on the points um and you said the over under was 55 six yeah that's definitely happening okay definitely i would say i don't know whether to take the points or take the under, because I know they're probably not going to go above 55, but I definitely think it's going to come pretty freaking close. I think so, too. 
I say probably just take the points. Like take the take the even. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm definitely taking KC in this game. Uh, though one team has the supposed goat uh, being in his tenth Super Bowl. Uh, you will never hear me call him the goat ever in my life. Um, though one team has him and has a lot of weapons and a great defense and can win this game, I think Mahomes is just a whole different breed right now. Um, and he is the future of this league. He's the future face of this league. Um, he's the only quarterback ever to win an MVP in a Super Bowl under the age of 25, which is very, very impressive. A guy who in college you were like, wow, he's pretty good, but you never saw this from him. Um, I am interested to see one of these years if, when he doesn't have all of these weapons, if he's still that good. Uh, but until then, he's that good. So I definitely think KC wins this game by 10 points. So I would take KC in the points there. Over under being 56. That one's tough. Um, I'm going to mm-hmm. say over, and I'm going to say barely. I think both teams could get in the 30s. I think it'll be like a 35-31-ish game. As long as at some point the score is KC 24, Tampa Bay 7, so I can win some money on Super Bowl squares. I have to share this, though, because I saw today somebody is betting $10,000 on if the opening kickoff is going to get taken back for a touchdown or not, guess how much they'll win. If it, if, 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 and they're betting it doesn't happen. They win $200. You're betting 10 K to win $200. I'll never understand. I almost want the opening kickoff to be taken back for a touchdown. Just so I could be like, ha, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's wow. been Keen's ransom. No, I like literally, literally like I saw that bet, and then I see some guy betting two point <laughs> three million on Tampa Bay winning by more than three points to win two million, and then I'm just like, I wish I had that money to play with. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, uh, Andy Evans says he's going with Tommy and the boys by ten. Thirty-one. To I've 21. never been more disappointed in my life. I know. And Ryan Hill, my co-host on Fridays, says can't bet against the goat. I can and I will, dear this, Ryan. This sir. is Andy Evans is the same guy that says very soon Ohio State's going to lose to the team up north. This is the same guy. Is he? Does he secretly like the Wolverines, Travis? You know, I, I don't want to put that on him. <laughs> I, I do like the guy. I like the guy, too. I don't know, man. But I don't know. Kind of coming off Wolverine, okay? Just a little bit. Okay. So I I won't say too much because he still grades our stuff. <laughs> I'll say stuff after. <laughs> <laughs> I will say stuff after. All right. So, we got some Buckeye B-Bowl to talk about, don't we? Yes, and it's heating up. It's heating up up right now. Uh, We will get to that game in just a short second here. Um, So, we had a game a few days ago, uh, actually over the weekend, I believe. What day day was that, Travis? I think it was Saturday. 
Was it Saturday? Ah, it was Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, that's right. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, we had a game on Sunday against a surprisingly not great MSU team. Um, very shocked by them this year, but I guess this is the year where the traditional Blue Bloods just are pretty pathetic to watch. Uh, you got Duke and North Carolina playing this weekend, which is like the game of college basketball. It's the best rivalry in college basketball, and both of them aren't ranked for like the first time since 1960. So is it really going to be that good of a game this time around? Who knows? Um, and then you got Kentucky. They're just a complete sham, and that's like, what the heck? Um but then you also have Michigan State, who is really struggling. And this is a team that has no leader. They have no identity. And literally, Tom Izzo just said yesterday, I believe, like, basically threw the team under the bus, saying, like, I, I don't know how much this team can handle. I, I can't coach them hard. Like, oh, wow. Izzo saying that, that was I, my jaw about hit the floor. I'm like, this is a guy who was constantly yelling at his players and getting in their face and being real tough on them. And he, he basically just said, hey, I have a team full of sissies. Right. And uh, to no one's surprise, Ohio State won this game against the Spartans 79-62. to uh, Obviously, this is a, an opponent in the past couple years that has really just been, like, brutal to Ohio State. Um and now we're taking advantage of the fact that they stink. Uh, so what what were your thoughts on this game? P-U! <laughs> yes, they do stink. Um, I was honestly, I was still a little nervous going into this one. I'll be perfectly honest. Because to me, it still was Michigan State. Um, anything can happen on any given day in college basketball. I almost said football, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but anything can happen in college basketball. And we've seen that time and time again as the years and the months and the days have clicked by with college basketball. Anything, anybody can be beaten. And so I never take anything for granted when it comes to these games. But that being said, like you said, no one really was that concerned with this one. And for good reasons. Ohio State came out, and for the most part, from start to finish – had this game under control. I think they oh, they finally got control once this game got to, what was it, like 11 to 15. And then finally, once they had the lead, they never gave it back up. Yeah, right. that's what it looks like. 11 to 15. I mean, what what else do you want from this team? They dominated from start to finish. And that that's something that we haven't exactly seen out of Ohio State this year in most of their games, especially against teams where they are supposed to beat them. Um, so this was very comforting to see from this Ohio State team um, against what would be deemed an inferior opponent. Because, we, you know, we say the same thing in, in football. The teams they should beat, they let hang around. The teams they shouldn't beat, we just blow the doors off. Happens all the time. I don't know why. I, I cannot understand it. I can't explain it. It's sports. It's weird. It's funny. But, no, this was great. Really great. I'm excited. And they're starting to string together some momentum. So I'm really I'm really curious. And as you know, we'll talk about with the game that's going on tonight, 
This team's looking like they are poised to actually be very good this year. Much better than what we were saying a couple of weeks ago. I agree. Um, after that Purdue game, we were looking at this team and saying, just where where did they go from here? Mm-hmm. We were looking at that three-game stretch uh, where, well, before we knew Penn State was getting inserted in there, obviously, so it became a four-game stretch. But we were looking at that stretch saying, oof, God, if they could just win two out of three, you know, that would be huge. Yeah. Uh, pretty much thinking, well, we're probably only going to get one of three. We'll probably only beat Michigan State, and that'll be that. Um, and then we'll have two losses to two really great teams in Wisconsin and Iowa. Then they win that Wisconsin game, and then we're like, okay, all right. That's what I wanted to see. Uh, they follow that up with an inserted game against Penn State where they grinded it out, and we were really impressed with that. Even though Penn State isn't a great team, you know, they were put against the wall and basically challenged to respond, and they did. Um, and then you go into this Michigan State game thinking, okay, don't fall in the trap. This normally would be a game where you'd have it circled and you'd be like, okay, this is the defending Big Ten champs. This team's this team's great. This team's probably a Final Four team. Let's go after them and get a win. But that's not the case with them this year. They might have their tournament streak snapped. They have fa- fans of theirs saying, uh, well, maybe we should just cancel the season for COVID or something like that. Or do you or do you hope COVID shuts down the whole tournament so our streak can stay alive? You know that that's where their <laughs> fan base is at right now. Um, and then we just thoroughly control this game. And once again, EJ Liddell, I, what more can you say about this workhorse, dude? 20, 20 points on 6 for 12 shooting, 1 for, one for 3 from 3-point three land, and 7 and 9 on free throws. Uh, Michigan State's leading scorer was Joshua Langford. He had 14 points, 4 for 15 shooting, 2 for 9 from 3, and a perfect 4 for 4 from the free throw line. But also for Ohio State, I mean, you had Justice Suing, once again, big game, 17 points, four, four for seven shooting, seven rebounds. E.J. Liddell had eight rebounds. I, I mean, you and Dwayne Washington had another bad game. And Ohio, I, is this the key to success for them, Dwayne Washington having a bad game so everybody else has to step up? I mean, if that's the case, keep that train moving because we'll keep getting dubs. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's necessarily the formula we want to go with. <laughs> I don't want to go hey, with it either, hey, but if it's working. Yeah, right. That was like um, his third bad game in a row. <laughs> I, I, I think you're definitely, though, starting to see this entire team step up. We've seen Justice Sewing step up. We've seen Kyle Young step up. We've seen EJ Liddell. Obviously, he is kind of the forefront of this team now. He is the guy. Um, surprise Seth Towns is not a little bit more involved, but, um, he all around this team has started to just each guy brings something to the table. And I think that's why you're starting to see this fire out of this team and seeing this streak of games where they're just cranking out wins. And as you know, we'll get to with this game tonight, the story is the same. Right, I agree. And you you touched on Seth Towns. It is interesting to see that he's not – I thought he'd come in and be like a leader of this team. He's he's more of a role player. And that's okay if that's how it works. Right. If that's how it works, that's how it works. I mean, he he did pretty good too. He had seven points on three for five shooting. Uh, And Kyle Young, 
who is the leader of this team, had six points on three for four shooting and seven rebounds. I mean, you don't need huge production from some of these guys, but as long as they're involved and they're taking smart shots, that can change the entire momentum of any game. So I'm, I'm totally okay with that. And if Liddell, you know, if Liddell wants this to be his team, it's his team. I mean, Dwight Washington Jr., he looked like he was the only guy who could score for who knows how long. And now all of a sudden he's having bad games and people are stepping up. I'm perfectly okay with it. Dwayne Washington will get back in his groove eventually. I have no doubt about that. And when he does, I hope the production from everybody else stays the same. Because if that happens, it's going to be tough to beat us. And, you know, it it's so college basketball, much like college football, is a crazy sport where one minute you could be looking at your team saying, I don't know where the, where we go from here, to, wow, this team has a legitimate shot. Much like, you know, the Buckeyes football team of 2014. Lose to Virginia Tech. We're like, well, I don't know where this team goes from here. And then, you know, they just screwed around and won a national championship. So, I mean. <laughs> With that I, third string quarterback. Right now I'm looking at this team, and, you know, they got a top 10 ranking now. They're seventh in the country. Um there's a lot of people projecting them as like a three seed, which is huge. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at it all and I'm like, okay, maybe they can finally make the sweet 16 again. And then if they do, we'll see where it goes. Um, but obviously a lot of basketball to be played left still. We're not even in March yet. Uh, that'll be the real true Testament. Still looking towards that team up North game at home. That's going to be huge for us, especially if we can if we can even come close to winning that game. That's huge. Obviously, we want to win because we don't like losing to them. But th- this team all of a sudden is now heading in a beautiful direction, and I I'm more curious now than ever to see what Holtman does from here. And you know, obviously, whatever they did after that Purdue game is working. Build on that. Keep it going. And we'll see what the final product is. So let's go into this game that's going on right now. And it's almost over. And it's looking, unless some catastrophic meltdown happens in a matter of 52.7 seconds, it's looking like Ohio State is going to win again. How dare you even put that juju into the world? Shame <laughs> I'm on just you. saying, anything's possible, okay? Anything's possible. But uh, wh- If they wh- lose this game, I'm driving to Maslin. <laughs> well, I, well, I mean... When we first started this segment, I believe they were losing. Now all of a sudden, or when we ended even the last segment, they were losing. Now all of a sudden, they came on hot. Um, it's because I turned it on, you know. I mean, I, hot wheels, hot basketball play, right? Exactly. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. There you go. I love it. Um, <laughs> so we're looking at this game now. We got four guys in double digits, Travis. Four guys. Well, that's... That's exactly what I was alluding to when I was talking about how everybody has a role and everyone's playing that role in such a great way. Like you just said, four guys on the starting on the starting five are in double digits. That's huge. That is monumental. When you got guys like Kyle Young who in high school were a dominant player and obviously he's been more of a role type guy his whole career. When you got guys like him scoring 16 points against a team like Iowa, and he's been on Luca Garza all night, that's the type of huge stuff I'm talking about. That is monumental for this team going forward. If you can have Kyle Young on the probably 
soon to be two-time player of the year, and he's getting 16. That that's I can't even speak to how huge that and is. Like here here's the thing, I'm looking at the numbers right now. Five of 12 for EJ Liddell, and he still has 16 points. Six of 15 for Dwayne Washington Jr. Finally having a 15. good game. Kyle Young, five of six. He's got 16 points. Efficient. That is huge. When you have Justice Suing, who has who's uh, five for nine and 12 points, and Kyle Young, who's five for six, that is huge. When it's huge. The two guys that aren't even supposed to be your big shooters – are shooting the most prolific out of the team. This team is going to be special. Uh, you know, I, I was I was a little nervous after that Purdue game, uh, much like everybody else was. But what I'm seeing out of this team right now, I stand by what I said begin like towards the very beginning when we first started talking about a high state basketball. I think it should be at this point, it's Sweet Sixteen or bust. If they don't make Sweet Sixteen. This entire season is a, is a failure um, because they have the team to do it. They might have the team to make it to the Final Four. I'm not going to go that far yet, but I am seeing some things out of this team that I think are putting them in that conversation. I've actually heard people put them in that conversation right now. Um, so I, I'm excited. This is very interesting, although now it's 85-88. I might have jinxed them. I might have. I might hate you right now. They they gotta get a basket here. <laughs> oh, they got. I think they got fouled. Okay. I oh god. Well, this this is this is a good fouled. test though. This is a good <laughs> test for them. Can they close it out against a top ten opponent? Because if they do, guess what? Guarantee you, they will be top five. Next poll, they'll probably be below the team up north still. They probably can't be put over them, but they will be right there, top five. And, and, honestly, yeah. and, and honestly, the team up north, they should be above Villanova right now, but they aren't for some odd reason. Uh, our guy Andy Evans says, strength of Ohio State's team right now is spreading the ball around. No one player is dominating each and every game. I couldn't agree more. Uh, right. And, you know, like we, we pointed out that E.J. Liddell is kind of the guy of this team. But he's not the focal point. Like, right. like we just said, four guys on this team have double digits. That That's kind of the thing that's been great to see out of this team that compared to last year. Last year, it was kind of the Caleb Weston show and everybody else was just along for the ride. This time, it's, yeah, it's kind of the EJ Liddell show, but at the same time, he's being a great facilitator. He's being a great guy to get everybody else on board instead of just being the guy that you know tries to carry this team to the promised land he's getting everybody else involved that's why you're seeing a lot of great things out of this team and he also says bench is deep and holtman is doing an excellent job putting the guys on the floor at the right time agreed. also agree agreed um and you know well we still got 30 seconds left in this game just got an inbound inbound pass there um Oh God! I was doing some doing some heavy defense there. Um, you know, obviously, I agree with all those things as well. Um, 
But how can they build on that from there? Obviously, we, we've heard that transition uh, stuff has been something they've needed to work on. I haven't really got to see if, if they've improved on that. Um, but, you know, games like these are so huge. And we've talked about the Big Ten being such a meat grinder, and it is. Every night you have to bring it. And when you can go on the road to Iowa and hopefully win this game, um, you know, like, like I said earlier, we were, we were like, God, can this team get one win out of this stretch? And now they're about to sweep the stretch. That's, that's and, huge. And especially when it came to the, the Wisconsin game, we said it while we were watching it. Can they squeak this one out? Because that one was the one where I was getting a little nervous that if they had lost that game, this was going to be a long stretch. I think had they not won that game, you might have actually seen a different team. I think that game in particular played a lot into the confidence of this team. And it's big because um, we were talking about what, you know, some of the things with Holtman in his press conference after the Penn State game. You know, and the one of the questions that I would ask is, you know, how you felt this team gelled after such a big win. Did they let that win get the best of them and maybe get a little bit too amped up? Much like Ohio State basketball or football did with the Clemson game and got a little bit too full of themselves going into the Alabama game, which I do believe is something that happened. Um, and as we see, final, Ohio State wins. All right. Uh, but... 89-85, folks. I've been very curious how this team is going to handle after winning these big games. Can they play the games against the, you know, the Purdue's? Although, like, obviously they can't play against Purdue, but against the Penn States and now the Maryland's and the uh, Indiana's. Can they play those games with the same intensity of the playing these big games on the road? I and I think you're seeing the answer to that question is yes. Very confident team now. Very confident team, and I mean. Is it kind of far-fetched to talk about maybe this team now riding this and maybe having a chance to win the regular season Big Ten title? I think so. I don't see why not. Um, We need the team up north to stumble like three games, which, I mean, if we beat them, there's one. And they got some tough games left uh, that they have to play. They have to play Iowa. They have to play Wisconsin, Illinois. I mean, there's some traps on there for them to fall into to get some L's. I, I don't think it'll happen, but, I you know, anything's possible. And, you know, now we, we look at an easier stretch. We got at Maryland next, uh, coming next on, on Monday, then the following Saturday, Indiana, and then we have at Penn State before the Team Up North game, which is uh, Sunday, February 21st. Um, that one I'm Columbus. a little concerned about. Oh, of course, and and we should be because that team is unfortunately really, really, really good. Uh, they could be a Final Four team pretty easily. Um, but we got three games to prep for that now. Ride the wave. Ride the wave of this. Go into that game, and you will have a seven-game win streak on your hands. Confidence through the roof. On your home court, it's the team up north. If you can't get motivated for that, I don't know what you'll get motivated for. And, and just go at them. That's all you can do. Go at them. If you can beat Iowa, you can beat this team. Yeah. Only thing I'll say is keep that Penn State at Penn State game on your radar because that one could be interesting. Yeah. 
I have full confidence they can pull out the win, even on the road. But Penn State showed a lot in that game that has me just a slight bit worried. I'm not too worried about the Maryland game. I'm not really worried about the Indiana game. Um, but that that at Penn State game leading up to the team up north, be a little concerned about that one. If this team is kind of just going through the motions – that is a trap game for sure. I agree. It's going to be an interesting uh, next couple weeks for this basketball team, but you have to love what you've seen in this four-game stretch, winning all four, having the fight that they do. It, it's it's something awesome to see, and this is what I've been waiting to see from Buckeye basketball again. So it, You it were is... two points away from having an eight-game win streak. Right. That shows you how good this team is. Right. And they, they, I mean, yeah, they had another loss to Purdue earlier in the season. Yeah, they got blown out by Minnesota at Minnesota. That was kind of one of the, I mean, so so did the team up north. They got blown out by Minnesota at Minnesota. So it's like you got to bring your best every game. And I think this team is finally really starting to do that. And you're seeing it on the floor. They're passing the ball around like our, our own Andy Evans said. You know, they're improving in every area, and that's all you can ask for. Now let's see, you know, with these games against not raked opponents but still dangerous opponents, let's see how they respond to that and go from there. All right, folks, uh, we're going to go to break here again, and then when we come back, we got Hot Wheels, Hot Takes, and uh, then we'll talk about NCAA football coming back. Like, are you ready? For some football. All right. All right. We will be back on The Buckeye Bro Show. This is The Buckeye Bro Show on Score On Air Network. In sports, you want to have a player that can get the job done right every time. A real all-star. Somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the feeder. From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices, conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well. The theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all-around player. That is an all-star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327. Or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. And don't forget, Amplify your personality with the theater. Have you always dreamed about a career in sports broadcasting but aren't sure where to begin? Well, if so, then look no further than the Sports Emphasis Program at the Ohio Media School. Whether in front of the camera, on the microphone, or behind the scenes, you'll learn from a pro to be a pro in the Sports Emphasis Program at the Ohio Media School. You'll get hands-on training and live in-the-field experience at some of Ohio's biggest sporting events. You'll be the star of your very own webcast, and you'll get the opportunity to interview some of Ohio's biggest athletes. Call us today at 614-655-5250 or visit our website at beonair.com. You have design ideas for t-shirts but you're not sure where to go? Go to Mojo Sports Gear. That's right, Mojo Sports Gear. At Mojo Sports Gear, you can get custom-made shirts. Whatever design you need, Mojo Sports Gear can provide it. Don't forget to grab a custom-made cap on your way out and rock the best headgear in the game. 
give them a call at 614-864-6656. That's 614-864-6656. All right, folks, and we are back on the Buckeye Bro Show. Uh, before we get into Hot Wheels Hot Takes, uh, got a little... Got a little video to play for you guys here. So, uh, just a fresh little reminder from a couple shows ago on uh, one Hot Wheels hot take uh, from Travis. So, here we go. I was thinking about this at work with Philip Rivers retiring, and I think this is a pretty good one. So, my Hot Wheels hot take of the day is this. Andrew Luck will come out of retirement and play once again for the Indianapolis Colts. Whoa. Okay. Okay. What can I say? Care to elaborate on that, Travis? I may see into the future. Um... (laughs) At first, I you know I just I was just throwing it out there that maybe it was a possibility, maybe you know, and it's still technically a possibility. Um, but the reason that we replayed that is for one simple reason: there is a story, a rumor out there, or at least there was a deleted tweet that has been floating around and made its way not only to Pat McAfee's front desk but to Colin Cowherd's front desk, so there are some big names that are entertaining the story. There is a deleted tweet that was out there in the Twitter Twitter sphere of a conversation between Andrew Luck's wife and her best friend. And it said this simply. Andrew Luck had a meeting with Jim Mersey. There is a strong possibility, a strong feeling that Andrew Luck actually will return and come out of retirement to play against the Colts. And you heard it here first. You did. You heard it here first. You saw my reaction in that clip. I was like, pretty bold. Pretty bold. And here we are, a couple weeks later, all of a sudden, some Hot Wheels hot takes, having some, uh, some heat to it. Wow. I love it. We we should start calling you Nostradamus Wheels or so, something like that. Travis Travis is psychic. You can be like uh, Miss Cleo. You can be like, call me now, you know, and just <laughs> and just predict everybody's future. Yes, no, I love it. now. Call I, me now. Dog. I love it. Oh, so great. You know, it's not sports related, but I actually made another prediction that I think is actually going to come true. So yeah, wait, maybe we might wait, have to change you, my name. Wait, you want Hot Wheels hot takes for that? You want? Huh? Want me to run it? Okay, we can run whatever prediction you have. I'll Hot Wheels hot take it right now. I uh, that that one I'll save for uh, I saved for a different show, but okay, I, I do have one for this show. All right, Hot Wheels hot takes. Here we go. All right, lay it on me, brother. All right, so as if you could not tell behind me, I am a big NASCAR guy. So Daytona is right around the corner. God, already? Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's actually, I think it should be this weekend. It feels like that one dude just won not that that long ago. (laughs) 
But yeah, it should be coming around the corner. I believe it is this weekend. And so my hot was hot take is this. Not only are we going to get a never before winner of the Daytona 500, but I'm going to make a bold prediction that is going to be a rookie that wins the Daytona 500. Okay. Who? I don't know. Just a rookie. <laughs> Just a rookie. Okay. All right. <laughs> Screw it. I like it. Uh, All right. You, you sure? You sure? Uh, you sure you don't want to predict like Dale Jr. isn't going to come out of retirement and win the Daytona 500? You know what? Actually, he's not a rookie, but I'll, I'll make the <laughs> prediction instead. Um, he's not. He's te- he was a rookie last year, but he's not a rookie this year. Um, Tyler Reddick will win the Daytona 500 on this Sunday. All right. Well, Andrew Luck happens, so we got this on tape now. If it happens. We're going to replay this, and we're going to start having to ask Travis for winning lotto numbers, what stock's <laughs> going to boost next. I mean, we're going to have to just get all the info we can from this guy because he has ESP, and we need to channel that and get the, rich. The, the only other thing, if it happens, you probably should start doing that is if Brock Lesnar doesn't show up at WrestleMania. If that happens then I might feel like I have superpowers. I know I know. John Cena says he's not going to show, but, I mean, even if he did, you can't see him. Right? I mean. So, I mean. Yeah, if Brock Lesnar doesn't show up at uh, Re- WrestleMania, I might have superpowers. Because you predicted that? I did on, on okay. Tuesday Turnbuck, which you can catch every Tuesdays here on Scoring Air Network. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> All right. Final segment. NCAA video game announces its long, and I do mean long, awaited return. Oh, dear God, what a happy day. If I had confetti poppers, I'd be popping right now. If I had Dude, air horns. I would have got some. I know. I should have got some. I really should have. I'm really slacking here. Um, if I had air horns, I'd be blaring them right now and probably making you all deaf. Um... What a great and glorious day. Um, I'm most excited that now a Wolverine will not be the like last cover athlete for it. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I, I had to literally print my own cover and my own CD label so I didn't have to see that man's face every time I popped the disc in. Um, yeah. My, my cover, and I could, I could go grab it, but I'm not going to. I'll show it to you next show. It's okay. uh, Zach Boren standing over Devin Garner. And it's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. I love everything about it. Um, and obviously, ever since then, we've been, ever since 2013, when the uh, 2014 version came out, because obviously it always did like the year ahead, um, we've been waiting for this game because a lawsuit brought it down. For player likeness, even though all the faces were random computer-generated faces, uh, like you could have like three guys with the same face on your team, uh, even though names were never on there unless you added them yourself or downloaded a roster, and you know just the fact that I think it was—I'm pretty sure it was Brian Rubisky in one of those years was a white guy and not mixed. So I mean, they could even make you like a different race. And you just, that that's how the game came. So, you know, I don't know how any of those players' likenesses were being used, but they decided in court, yes, it's being used. 
and they shut the game down. And here we are, back on the saddle, baby. NCAA football. We don't have to be subjected to Madden and its crappy gameplay anymore. <sighs> we are getting back on the college football train. Can't wait to play Dynasty mode, win myself some playoff natties, tell Bama to eat rocks and kick rocks, like get the number one recruiting class every year and tell Bama to kick rocks, roll over that tide. Yes. What are your thoughts? Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Dude, I am fully excited. Completely excited. Oh. I've been waiting for this day. I really have. This has been a long, long time coming. Really? Mm. Preach it, brother. I, I, especially with, like you said, the Madden just uh, regurgitation over and over and over and over. And over. <clears throat> Amen. Whew. Amen. Finally, some <laughs> fresh breath is brought back to the football video game world. Right. Oh, hallelujah. Uh. Yeah, I, you know, and I I really am a little nervous because I hope that we're not talking this up so much and they put out a dud. Right. Um, I am a little bit nervous for that. But at the same time, I really don't see how they can, and I that might be putting it out into the universe, and I apologize if I did. You you just hope EA doesn't do the same thing they've been doing with Madden and tanking the game further. Yeah, just just don't do the same thing. Make mix it up. Throw some different things in there. Um, what were you some? Of your, let's talk about some of our favorite stuff that was in NC. Because everybody's probably thinking, well, what makes it so different? What do you? was so special about the NCAA games that was so different from what we see out of Madden now? For me, I mean, just the Ohio State aspect alone was getting getting to, you know, play as the Buckeyes in the shoe. Uh, hopefully they'll add, like, all the new uh, different jerseys and stuff that we've had since then because that would be pretty dope. Um, you know, just getting to do that and, uh, nothing was better than getting to spank the crap out of the team up North every season I played and beating them by as many touchdowns as I saw fit. Um, it feels almost as good as it does in real life going up to Ann Arbor in a virtual game and just completely demolishing them and ruining their hopes and dreams. Um, and obviously, holding up the crystal football, which was the only trophy back then, um, getting to hold that up at the end of a dynasty mode or something, you know, it, it just makes you feel makes you feel good inside. And now we get to do the playoff format, which I'm very interested in. And I hope I was just about to bring that up. I hope they make it customizable and let us have eight teams if we see fit. That's exactly what I was just about to point Great out. Minds think alike. I was really, I was just thinking about that. Like, I really hope they make that a customizable. That if they do that, they're geniuses. Sign me up already because that that would be awesome. Um, I always loved how they had like the rival trophies. Like, you could yes. play for the rival trophies. That was pretty cool. Even though we um, have one. 
Yeah. Which yeah. I have a life-size replica of, by the way. <laughs> did tell me about that. But it was just fun playing for, like, figure... And, like, they never really told you what the trophy... Like, you always had to figure out who had what trophy. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of fun. Um, obviously, like you said, playing... And, like, I know people are going to compare it to... Well, you could do that in the professional game in Madden. You could do that in Madden. No. Rivalries aren't the same in the NFL. It's not the same. It's, it's not, not the same. same stadium. It's not. It, no. Plus, it kind of looked better. Rivalries, and you might not agree with this, rivalries in college football are so much more intense than rivalries in the pros. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Easily. Easily. There, there's pride on the There's so much on the line. Whereas, you know, you have like, let's say, for example, Browns versus Steelers. Well, the Steelers have been pounding them into the dirt for most of the last 20 years or so. You know, it's like, and even if that was a more even rivalry, it's, it doesn't have that same feel. Like, there was something about going to the shoe in 2016, beating the team up north in two overtimes, and being right by my dad's ear telling him something, and he can't hear me because that's how loud the stadium was. There's something about that that's so amazing that you just don't get at the pro level. Well, I think the, the other thing that's going to be really interesting is how they handle from a visual standpoint all of, like, the traditions of a lot of these teams, you know, like right. the script Ohio for Ohio State or Inter Sandman yep. or um, just oh, – I'm drawing a blank on some of the other ones, but you get my point. Right. Just, like, the the visual of that, because graphics has gone, like, up here right. when it comes to stuff like that. So, oh, man. Th this could be one of the most visually pleasing football games I think we've ever seen. And I am all for that. Now, like, this is... Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was done. Go okay. Um, now, I read that they're going to, like even have the numbers randomized on here and they're not going to use any player likeness from what I read but do you think because the players are about to start getting paid for their likeness in real life do you think that maybe it'll open the door for some of these athletes to actually get their faces in the game like a Madden would be and have them actually on these teams um, not on this game, but for future ones, yes. I think that's definitely going to become a thing once they actually do start. You're going to have to wait till they actually start getting paid. Right. Until they – and once – I, to be honest, even when that happens, I'd still be a little bit hesitant if I was NCAA. Right. Or I was EA Sports. I would wait until they have completely worked out the kinks of paying these athletes because we – you know, we've both heard the arguments – for and against it, there's going to be some hurdles that they're going to have to go through once they actually start paying these players. There's going to be some things they're going to have to work out. Once that becomes finalized, then I think you can start looking into it. I, I don't think EA Sports should be very quick to want to do it, um, but I can see it definitely happening. I just don't think it's going to happen probably in this first game or even maybe the next one if they continue to go in that yearly basis. Right. And and I'm I'm fine with it not happening. I'm fine yeah. with the generic faces. 
I as, as long as somebody doesn't say, oh, they're using her likeness. No, they're not. Hate to tell you, they're not doing that. <laughs> um, but I, I'm fine with that never happening. Um, I just want it back. I've waited way too long. Uh, like the last Madden I bought was 2015, and it sucked so bad. I just haven't bought any of them since. I just don't see the reason. I don't care. Uh, I'd rather win a national championship than a Super Bowl. Uh, that's more important to me. Um, and I'd rather play as Ohio State. And I still, to this day, play 2014 and enjoy my new cover and all that other stuff so I don't have to look at Denard Robinson's ugly face every day. Um, but I, I still play, and everybody plays that game religiously. There's a reason why NCAA 2014 is like over 100 bucks if you want to buy it. Like, people are upcharging the crap out of it which they won't be able to do anymore <laughs> but um i mean there's a reason because it's such a popular game and the fact this is like after the whole pay paying athletes for their likeness thing came out there were still articles that said don't get your hopes up for a video game and then it was like well what's the point of paying for their likeness if we're not going to get our video game back you know, what's the that 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 was the whole reason we we all even said okay to this. You know, and then right. finally, just out of the blue, they dropped that beautiful tweet that says, "For those who never stopped believing," and just announced it was coming back. And I was just like, <laughs> "And first order of business will be playing as many seasons as it takes to get more national championships in Alabama." So I could just be like. <laughs> and blowing Clemson and them out in the playoffs every single year. Um, but I know, I know some of these guys are out of college now. Um, and obviously they'll probably still give the cover to an athlete that's out of college. so They can pay him for it. Um, who do you think would be on the cover of next year's game? I'm inclined to say it's going to be either one for the the initial game. I think you're probably going to get a Trevor Lawrence, but you know how these games like to do lately. They like to do these legendary editions or these deluxe which editions, which probably I will too. Um, <laughs> I can see a Joe Burrow. I can see maybe a Justin Fields. Um, I don't know about Mac Jones. I don't know if he's got that kind of star power yet. I mean, compared to the other three, I don't know if he, he was just kind of there. Right. So I, I don't think Mac Jones is going to be in the running for that. Um, but, yeah, I'd say probably either the most notable ones have probably got to be either Joe Burrow or um, Trevor Lawrence. Now, they could surprise us. I, I wouldn't be surprised if a Kyler Murray gets thrown in there. I would laugh my butt off if Baker Mayfield somehow ended up on a cover. I don't see it happening, <laughs> but I would laugh my butt off. You never know. Yeah, he loves doing commercials. So. He sure does. Maybe a little too much. Yeah. I'll, I'll... A little too much. I'll leave that one alone for the Browns fans. Right. Um, I think they would be smart to, since it's been gone for so long, I think it would be really cool of them to do it kind of by geographic. You know, maybe like up in the state, you know, up north, they have Wolverines or Spartans on the cover. 
Or in Ohio, they definitely have, like, a Buckeye player on the cover, like Justin Fields. Or, you know, Chris Olave when he leaves or something like that. You know, get get make it make it by geographic. And obviously I do if I do I don't foresee them doing that, but I do foresee them like getting some players like Joe Burrow and putting them on the cover, which I hope he does because he literally tweeted out all I've ever wanted in my whole life was to be on the cover of this game and of course yeah. they bring it back after I graduate. Hope that yes. I I would buy I would buy that copy all day, even though seeing him in LSU gear sucks. I would buy that cover all day and just be happy that that kid got on the cover because he deserves it. Um, yeah. I don't want to see Trevor Lawrence on the cover. Don't care. Um, if he's on the <laughs> if he's on the cover, I will print my own cover and be happy about it. Um, that that so would for, be right up there with Denard Robinson on me wanting to puke on my on my game. So so if they're gonna put it in the uh, the Michigan uh, geographic, are they gonna put uh, Charles Woodson or Tom Brady on there? Cause that's that's about it for big names. I mean, they've already had a uh, Desmond Howard on the cover of one, I think yeah. 06. and so that was that was so cringe worthy. So you know, <laughs> I just uh, I, I, I'm okay on all that. I'm I'm really okay on all of that. Um, but I, I'd like to see him do it that way. I think that would be like the coolest way to do it. Just make a bunch of different cover arts for it. <coughs> Say, hey, we're back. Here's your game. And then you can just pick whatever one you want and go from there. You know, yeah. I think that'd be pretty sweet. And like Oklahoma fans, they could get their choice between Kyler or Baker. You know, they got seven years to make up here. So there's a lot of athletes from these schools that you could put on there and make up for lost time. And that I think that's what they should do at this point. Or just do one gigantic cover and have like five people on one. They could. I mean, 2010, they had multiple cover athletes. They had, like, Crabtree and whatever USC's quarterback was that year. Probably so, probably John David Booty or something. I don't know. I, don't I think I have a solution for them. What they should do is put out a poll of players from every single year leading up to this point of who from that year they thought should be on the cover. Whoever wins each of those polls get put on the game. I'd be okay with that. And one big cover. I think they should, if they're going to do something, you know, not like geographic, at least have like the top four and then do do the same thing you did in 2010. Just have like four different cover athletes and let that be that. Um, They did that for like the four different systems, though, I think, which was the only downfall. Um, yeah. I'll probably end up having to print my own cover. It, it, you know, it is what it is. I'm totally. And now that I got great Photoshop skills from the Ohio media school, shameless plug, um, I can make my own cover. So I'll just do that. All right. Uh, exciting as that is, we're almost out of time, but before we go, little Wolverine whiffs. Here we go. Three. All right, so Wolverine whiffs this week, and this is just something I saw, and it was just such a whiff. It wasn't by anybody, but I saw this meme, and it ties into what we just talked about. It's literally a picture of us tackling the crap of the team up north and it says NCAA football died and came back before Michigan managed to beat Ohio State. 
<laughs> uh, and it just speaks to the multitude of whiffs that this team has had ever since that cover came out with Denard Robinson on it. Uh, you know, they were just they were just two years removed from beating us up in Ann Arbor. And ever since then, they've just been our punching bag. And I saw this and just had to share because what a whiff this team is. Super hilarious. And uh, couldn't be more true if it tried. So mm-hmm. definitely, definitely whiff, wor- whiff worthy. Um, <laughs> That's great. Right. I, I, I saw that today and I died. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, isn't that sad? Ever since the game went away, they just haven't beaten us at all. <laughs> uh, what, what's the count out now? What's the count at now? Do you know? 3,360 uh, three, some? Yeah, something like that. Just keep it growing. Yeah. I want 4,000, folks. I want 4,000. I want it in every possible way. I really do. <laughs> And then yeah. I want five thousand, but I'm greedy. Um, <laughs> he really is. All right, folks, it's nine thirty. We have to get out of here. Uh, we thank you once. We have I to. know, I know. It's such a good show. We'll be back next Thursday, though, as always, at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsors first and foremost, the theater people. Make sure you amplify your personality with the theater people. They can help you with your entire home setup of entertainment or networking and security. So if you are in the Columbus area, please call 614-604-6327 or visit ttpcolumbus.com to build your dream home entertainment system. And we also like to thank our other sponsor, Mojo's, Mojo Sports Gear. Uh, for all your favorite, for all your custom apparel needs, give Mojo Sports Gear a call if you're in the Columbus area as well. Uh, 614-864-6656 or visit their website at mojosportsgear.com. Also, if you want to check out other shows like the Buckeye Bro Show, make sure you go to Score on Air Network's Facebook page. We got a bunch of shows on there. We talk about them all the time. We got Travis Snapper's show, uh, The Perfect Ten. Or- Right? When's that on? Perfect 10 Sports Show. Sports Show. Every Friday. Every Friday. 1 to 2.30. And also, as we mentioned earlier, to the Turnbuckle, one of my new favorite shows to listen to, uh, formerly known as Loganity, that is on uh, Mondays, Tuesdays? Tuesdays. Tuesdays, 5 to 8. Tuesdays, 5 to 8. We do a three-hour show. Nothing but It's like the Monday Night Raw. insane. Of... Wrestling, yes. wrestling podcast. But, but, but our third hour is more it entertaining. Is. And that should be your guys' tagline because it definitely is more entertaining. <laughs> it has become our tagline. I love that. Of. We just have we just have a trademark. Yeah, you, but our third hour is put definitely it in more entertaining. <laughs> yes. Than any Monday Night Raw. Exactly. They, they've been talking about a lot of good stuff lately on that show. So if you are a wrestling fan, I encourage you to take viewership of that show every Tuesday. Uh, and we are out of here. Uh, I'm still Alex Bryan, a.k.a. King Buckeye. Always, I'm still always Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels hot, Travis Snapper here. We thank you for watching the Buckeye Bro Show, and we will see you next week. Go, Go Bucks, Bucks, everybody. This is the Buckeye Bro Show on Score on Air Network.
Thanks again for listening to The Buckeye Bro Show. Once again, you can catch us every Thursday at 8 p.m. on the Score on Air Network Facebook page. On next week's episode, we will talk about the updated Ohio State schedule for the football team for 2021. We'll also talk more Buckeye basketball, of course, and we'll talk about the Super Bowl that happens on Sunday as well. And we'll give you some more Wolverine whiffs and King Ransom and Hot Wheels Hot Ticks as well. Score on Air Network is a part of the Ohio Media School. If you would like to learn how to do a show like the Buckeye Bro Show, anything behind the scenes in media as well, check them out on beonair.com slash Columbus. This podcast was edited by Alex Bryan, produced by Alex Bryan, and hosted by Alex Bryan and Hot Wheels Travis Network.